Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. ERN presents TNT on BTR with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Grab in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Halloween, and we'd like to welcome you to Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil on the Evolution Radio Network, live and only live exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. I am Statistic Sean David, and Steve, you might want to duck. I'm going to shoot the candy cannon. Do I now? I said you might want to duck. I'm going to shoot the candy cannon. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to a Halloween edition of Thursday Night Turmoil. We're going to have a lot to cover here tonight, and uh, we're going to get things. Party. Party. Yes, it best. is. Well, you know I don't mind that. So. <laughs> yeah, you that's set yourself up me. for. You set yourself up for that one. Uh, SmackDown yeah, I, I did. Friday. We had Team Hogan and Team Flair both promise victory on Miz TV. Um, Then we go to the action. It's the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Big E versus Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. In the end, Ziggler and Roode would pick up a win over New Day via pinfall. Yep. Then... I know they're, you know... They're just, they're trying to get everybody, you know, I guess, balanced, quote unquote. Right. Uh, Lacey Evans versus local competitor Cameron Connors, who didn't stand a chance. Uh, she got knocked out by the women's right in a yep. effortless uh, win for Lacey Evans. Yeah, basic, basic, basic easy squash. Then Bray Wyatt reveals the creepiest promo we have ever seen, that nothing is ever really done in the Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. Oh, God, that's, like, hard to spit out in one, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Uh, I know, I know. Drew Gulak versus Kalisto with Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik. Uh, Kalisto defeated Gulak by pinfall. Yeah, nice to nice to see that uh oh that uh Manny's uh getting a little something right now. Who right, knows how long it'll last. Exactly. Uh Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura offered Daniel Bryan a fresh start. Yeah. That was uh I don't know, that that to me was kind of a uh a cringe worthy one right there. Well, this is even more cringeworthy. Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose. Well, I don't, I don't think that was, I don't think that was so cringeworthy. That was, that was actually a pretty decent match. I, I, I like both. I like both competitors. I definitely like. Uh, I always have liked the Nikki Cross character. The uh, I have too. The uh, craziness and that is definitely you know. Really good, really good stuff. There was interference in that match by Sonya Deville, which uh, we've always been a fan of. Mandy Rose, I don't know. They're not really doing a lot with her. Um, Sonya Deville, I like. Well, if they... hey, let's put it this way. At least she's on, unlike Liv, unlike Liv Morgan. Yeah, I know. I miss Liv Morgan. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar refuses to share ring with Kane Vasquez. Kane Velasquez and beats down Dominic. Yep, again, and then we get again. the ambulance thing, and then the uh, 
trainer's room where uh, you get an F5, you get an F5, everybody gets an F5. Pretty much. Uh, that's what we expect to see out of Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns, yep. Ali, and Shorty G versus King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Shorty that- G. I, I feel, you know, I feel so bad for Chad Cable. I mean, you know, here this guy is, an Olympic wrestler, and he's reduced to wearing an outfit that looks like something that John Cena would have worn when he was doing the Doctor of Thugonomics. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, Reigns, Ali, and Shorty G defeated Corbin, Nakamura, and Cesaro. This continues my question of why are we burying Nakamura? Yeah, and Ali getting the win, which was uh, definitely a, a, a good uh, surprising change because uh, the last uh, few times that uh, Adil's been in the ring, he's uh, he's been getting trashed out. So it was nice to see them uh, go ahead and let him uh, take let him take the Duke. Yes, it was very nice. Then we go to Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, uh, Paige made her return to Raw. Real surprise after that real surprise um, dump out of Paige by uh, yeah that was Sane and yeah. yeah that was that was definitely nice. In the end, uh, Lynch defeated defeated Sane by submission. We get R-Tooth versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, Murphy, while the chaos is going on around the ring, picks up a pinfall over Truth. Yeah, that was good. That was a good match. I mean, I like I like Murphy anyway, and that, and of course, uh, I mean, Truth. I've always I've always been a big fan of. So uh, the two of them together made for made for a real real uh, nice. Oh, nice match and that. Then it was the promo I just didn't get, and I'll get to that in a second. The Street Profits want the smoke. The question becomes, what is the smoke? Who Who is first on their line? Who are they challenging? Yeah. The, I mean, I the whole thing I don't get is this, Okay. They come out the week before, make their in-ring debut, make a big splash. They have the uh, great little ending um, where they where they go where they go out with the with the you know smiling baby and everything else, and it was and it was and it was really you know good stuff. And then they do this. Right. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, then we had Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. Uh, this was a great match by the qualification. RKO. Yeah. Holy crap! I mean that thing. That thing traveled. That uh, that little gif traveled around uh, Twitter quite a bit on uh, Tuesday, and WWE was the ones that were spreading it. Right. I mean, my uh, God, Ricochet. A head dive on that thing. Holy yeah, it was cow. it was it was pretty that was sick. sick. Yeah, it was. 
The Viking Raiders versus the local competitors of Rizzo and Bryant, dubbed the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. So that's a joke. Oh my God. Well, yeah, because they were they were in uh, they were in St. Louis. Oh Lord, uh, that that's that's funny shit Louis right there. St. Louis, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, that is hilarious. Um, so. These guys didn't stand a chance. The Viking Raiders wiped them out in an easy victory via pinfall. Um, we then go to Andrade versus Sintara. Sintara introduces that he's got a girl. And Carolina, uh, if I look this up right, let me look this up again. Because I want to make sure I'm... Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's uh, actual uh, from uh, over at, uh, over at uh, the uh, Performance Center. And uh, okay. And 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 then and then then of course then Selena. Now I'm going to definitely say something here in a little bit when we go over Crown Jewel because there was there was some there was some odd that was that was a little bit odd. Right. Um. Okay, and I'll talk so about, I'll talk about what was odd when we get to that. Andrade defeated Sintara on Raw via pinfall. Um, right. Then we had the right. Then the Iconics versus Natalia and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. And that ended in submission with uh, Natalia and Charlotte picking up the win. Right. Right. All I can all I can say is I just I'm sure I'm sure she doesn't talk to talk to Sean Spears in that voice, but boy, I tell you it's like Katie says, fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Seriously. You know. But that's um, that's their whole role, so Right. Uh then we had Falls Count Anywhere match, that's Rollins versus Eric Rowan, which ended in uh Rollins Basically, uh, you know, dropping the forklift on Rowan yeah, doing the, doing for the, the win. Mick, doing the Mick Foley finish. <laughs> that was a big, that was a Mick Foley finish. In fact, let me. In fact, let me let me look let me look that up exactly because I'll tell you because I'll tell you I think that I think that was a uh, a Steve Austin match, but I'll uh, but I'll look it I'll look it up for sure here just second and I was listening to a message from Katie uh, that she just sent so I wanted to make sure that she was okay with her being out torturing Toronto as we're saying uh, on Halloween Um, then we had AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo or Carrillo However you pronounce that, I'm not even going to try. Roberto Carrillo. Um, Styles picked up the win via submission. Yep. Um, then Bobby Lashley okay. and Lana embarrassed Rusev on the King's Court. And that's how Raw ended. All right, here we go. I've, I've got I've got it. Um and I'm and I'm pull and I'm pulling it up right now because um, 
because that because um, okay because what that was it was it was Rock versus Mankind empty arena match from uh, halftime heat in '99. I thought and it looked familiar. So and so um, so uh, so what happened was Foley was Mankind. Mankind uh, took the forklift and uh, pinned a pallet of kegs on top of the rock, and he stood on the pallet while the referee made the three count. And the and the uh, other big thing about that match, that was Foley's second title reign. Right. All right. Then we move to AEW Dynamite. And uh, oh, this yeah. was... Uh, Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara. Yes. Which before that you and had the nice promo with uh, Tony Schiavone and uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, and Dustin. Yeah, at the at the beginning with uh, at, out in, at uh, the airport. And right, that, that was cool. Um, and then Page, and then Page get Page. I mean, I'll tell you what, AEW is definitely. Playing that uh, TV fourteen rating for everything they can. Oh, absolutely. Because Paige talked about on uh, oh that uh, he was gonna that he was gonna do some cowboy bleep on Pac, which got the crowd chanting back cowboy bleep cowboy bleep. So. Right. Uh, Paige defeated Guevara in the opening match. It was a very good match. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely, Guevara is an excellent talent. I tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm real, I'm really impressed with this young kid, Sean. He's got, he's got a lot of ability, and uh, putting him in the uh, inner circle with uh, with Jericho and, um, well, they're now proud and powerful, formerly known as LAX, um, right? And uh, and Chris Jericho, he's definitely he's definitely getting to rub the you know, working with those guys. Right. Then we had Hikaru Shida versus Shana, or Shana, Shana however they pronounced it. I ain't even going to try. Shana, Shana. Okay. Um, and, this was a good match. Oh, yeah, definitely. Shana's a, Shana's a, I mean, this is the first time I've seen uh, Shana, and she is definitely very, very talented. Oh. Yeah. Extreme, um, and I'll tell you what. If you, if if anybody has not caught uh, AEW Dark from uh, last week, check out the women's four way match. That thing was fan freaking tastic. Then we gave the heel heat that we needed to. Um, uh, then we had the heel heat that we needed. For Santana and Ortiz as they attack the Rock and Roll Express. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. You wanted to. You. I mean, they were already. They were already getting over his heels. But uh, I mean, man, you think about it. You know, attacking two legendary icons, Hall of Famers, current NWA World Tag Team Champion. Right. I mean, seriously, you're. I mean, 
you're definitely you're definitely um, uh, gaining them over that way. Uh, then best friends and pockets were in action. <laughs> pockets. <laughs> That's what Jim Cornette calls him. His little dog pockets. Um, best friends and unfortunately pockets defeated Silver Reynolds and Marshall. And you know it was it was what it was. Not a fan of pockets. It, I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, well. I mean, yeah, I guess you have to be I guess you have to be a big adult swim fan to understand the Orange Cassidy character anyway. Um Marshall had a uh, Marshall had a better show up uh in uh on uh, Dark the week before when he was in that uh tag match with uh Peter Avalon. Um Cody and Jericho signed the contract for their full gear main event coming up on November 9th on pay-per-view. This was a really good, um, well done skit, however you want to put it, Uh, contract signing. It was really well done. It got an A plus, it got an A plus rating. Yeah. Uh, um, Dustin was assaulted. And then, Right, yeah that that was a that was the big part. I mean, when I when I'm watching that, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm I am absolutely freaking out. You know, I right. mean, that just that 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 one that one really really hit hard in that. Um, and then and then uh, Jericho being the absolute jackass, um, lighting up a cigar. And taking a puff or two before he gets into the limo and rides off after they after they attack Dustin, it's like right. it's like man, you know. that was some good stuff. Uh, then we had the Elite uh, against Kip Sabian, so it was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against uh, Kip Sabian and the Hybrid Two, which is Angelico and Jack Evans. Right, um, right, and the Bucks. Uh, and the Bucks going back to their uh, Street Fighter gear for this match, which I thought was definitely a uh, cool little touch. Yes. Uh, the Elite defeated Sabian in uh, the Hybrid 2. Um, then we had John Moxley in action. Yep, yep. Nailing, nailing the librarian. And, yes. Um, and, and, and now... For those who don't understand why Moxley said what he said, that came also came out of AEW Dark the week before, where they had uh, Moxley um, got uh, called into uh, Tony Khan's office, and Tony said, "Hey, you know, you you're you know th- you're too dangerous for this, so uh, we're gonna have to." make it a lights-out match to which Moxley is just going absolutely ballistic on that. And he said there to Tony Khan the same thing that he said last night, that um, Kenny Omega's blood will be on AEW's hands. Yes, it will. Uh, Then we had the AEW Tag Team Champion 
Championship Tournament Finals. It was SCU versus the Lucha Brothers in what was an outstanding match. In the end, SCU defeated the Lucha Brothers to win the vacant, well, become the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champion. Right, right. Yeah, and of course, I mean, that... I think that was going to be a pretty obvious thing because, I mean, Lucha Brothers are uh, already the AAA tag team champions. I, you know, even though, uh, even though right now Omega is the uh, um, mega champion over there, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, I think a situation where him being a champion over there would have, has any effect on his, uh, AEW work, but uh, trying to put the belts on the Luchas right now while they're doing all their uh, AAA tag team title defenses and that just just wouldn't have worked. Oh, um, so. Right. All right. Taking a look ahead at Full Gear, we've got John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a non-sanctioned lights out match. We've yeah, got that. Oh, the- my God. That's going to be a killer right there. We've got the AEW World Heavyweight Championship on the line as Chris Jericho defends against Cody. Mm-hmm. So uh, watch for watch for Dustin to play a big part in that match because of because of the whole uh, angle last night. Right. Then you've got the Young Bucks against Santino and Ortiz in a tag team match. I can't wait to see these four in action. I think that, I think, you know, as good as both teams are, I think together they are going to blow the roof off of that place. Then we've got the hangman, Adam Page versus the bastard pop. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Um, the match that they did in England was, uh, was really good. Um, It'll be it'll be nice to see what they uh, put together here on uh, on this side of the of the Atlantic. And you can expect to see Wednesday an announcement made that SCU will defend the AEW World Tag Team Championships because now that we have tag team champions, they are going to have to defend them. Right, right, and that one I would I'll I'll be honest I would not be surprised to see them up against private party. Right. Uh, Steve, go ahead and take over for a second. I got to tinkle real quick. Oh, gee, Sean, 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 Sean. But, um, okay, well then, uh, NXT also, now that had some, that had a uh, very definitely uh, interesting, uh, interesting thing here. Um, So, what happened um, with the uh, with uh, probably the biggest the big part the big match um, on uh, NXT from uh, this week was the women's tag team title match where um, Kyrie Sane and Asuka the current champions came back to NXT for the first time in oh ooh, let's see I think at least at least a, a year for both of them. And um, and they uh, and they took on uh, they took on Team Kick in a definitely a uh, good match. I think if I think if anything actually uh, solidified um, 
insane and Oscar as heels besides the fact that uh they uh did the bit where they turned on Paige on Monday night this was this was definitely it um so so um real so real big uh you know so real big coming out coming out of that one um we'll go ahead and let me um pull up the pull up the entire entire thing here here we go so um uh El Shirai um defeats Candice LeRae uh Rhea Ripley stops a uh post match attack attempt by Shirai um uh, Finn Balor says that comes out and does a and does a promo where he, he says he's going to turn Johnny Gargano from Johnny Wrestling into Johnny Watches Wrestling. Uh, Bronson Reed defeats uh, Shane Thomas. Uh, Kabuki Warriors uh, defeat uh, Dakota Kai Tegan Knox, and um, that turned into a big brawl. Afterwards, when uh, Shayna Baszler comes in with uh, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, um, then uh, Rhea Ripley comes in. Ripley's attacked by Io Shirai. Then uh, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae jumps in, and every and everybody gets into the fray before suddenly from his uh, platform in the sky, William Regal stops everything and announces that this year it will be the women competing in war games, which, of course, set the uh, crowd over the edge. Sorry about um, that, Steve. Uh, I'm back. Um, okay. I don't know if I left okay. my mic on or not. If I did, it was a mistake. Um, no, so, yes, no. we are getting then, ready for we are getting ready for war games uh, with NXT – and it's going to be all women, and this is the first time that this has ever been done. So this is going to be some very interesting stuff. I can't wait to see how the women will pull it off in war games. But let's remember that uh, this is not traditional war games. They don't do it the same that Dusty did, the same way that Dusty did, um, which no. is the bad thing about it. Because if you go back and look at some of those early war games, man, the two-on-one advantage would play a big part. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Number one, how they how they set up uh, the uh, rules for the entrances. Number two, will there be weapons in the cage? And you no, know, and then um, you know what type what type of uh, finish plan do they have for that? And that'll that'll so, come your way. Uh, Saturday night, November 23rd, my birthday, there'll be NXT TakeOver in Chicago. Uh, well, I don't know where it is. Well, Rosemont. It's not in Chicago. Rosemont, okay. Yeah, okay. Ro- yeah Rosemont. It's at, it's at the Allstate. Um, they've actually, um, WWE actually put out a package deal for all for all three events. Um, well, actually, all four events. For right. um, SmackDown, for SmackDown on Friday. Um, 
games on Saturday, Survivor Series on Sunday, and then Raw on Monday. And NXT. And, well, that's that's War Games. Oh yeah. So you have you have uh, SmackDown, you have War Games, you have Survivor Series, uh, and you have Raw. Four of them, and that's uh, that's a big you know weekend to spend. But uh, I, I promise you that that's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, the price is a, is amazingly uh, not that not that bad. Let me uh, let me pull that up. I had. I had I had seen the I had had the price in that at one point so let me see. I'll get I'll go ahead and continue. Tyler Bate versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Grimes picked up a win over Bate. Uh, remember that Bate is like only 20 years old, so while they're dropping him out now, um, he'll have a future in this business wherever he's actually, it may end up being. Uh, he's act, he's actually um, Bate is actually only 22 now. Wow. Um, so then you had the undisputed eras, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Um, Fish and O'Reilly picked up the win. It's so good to see Kyle O'Reilly on network TV uh, that can be seen by everyone because I knew in 2009 that Kyle O'Reilly was the star. Um, he was a star in the making we did the match, and yep. uh, actually, actually, uh, let me see here. About a week ago, in 2009, on the 23rd of November, we did a Friday night show, and it was Kyle O'Reilly versus Steve Carino, and that is one of the best matches that I've ever mm. seen live. I tell you what, that yeah, I'm the, yeah, exactly. I mean that. I mean that was definitely an impressive. An impressive uh, showing. I was, I, I mean that that uh, I I looked at that and it's like that kid. I you know I said because I said to Sean afterwards I'm like, where did you find this kid? He's got something. He does. Boy, he had it then and he's got know, it now. He, I mean you know you think about it, a few years later and you know this kid this kid that. Uh, um, Got brought got brought in because uh, you know he had an open night and that. Now all of a sudden you're watching him on national TV. Yeah, and it's it's one of my proudest accomplishments because I tell you what people shit on the success of RWF and and the stuff that went on with it and I tell you what if you go back and look at the history if you look at that that's probably one of the best matches that the RWF has ever produced. And nobody else was doing that at the time. Nobody else was giving Ring of Honor quality matches at an affordable price, especially in the little town called Ashton, which was only 1,200 people. Yeah. But I tell you what, those fans up... That's literally out in the middle of a cornfield. Yes. Those fans are just as passionate as the Illinois Valley fans because they supported that product and, and they wanted it there. And I tell everybody, if I could have kept it there longer, I would have. But it got to be a point where we couldn't handle it anymore. And then, unfortunately, Ed passed away. And when Ed passed away, I had to go back to the drawing board and come up with a brand new game plan because he was gone. I couldn't go to Ed for advice anymore. Um, yep. 
But yes, that was one of our best matches. Uh, the other matches on that card that were good were Mischief versus Nicole Matthews. That tore down the house. Uh, Sheik versus Silas, for what it was, was good. Um, you know, the way we set that up and we're going to bring Carino back. Um, and I suspended yeah. him. We were actually supposed to bring Carino back in November, uh, December of 2009. Um, but it didn't happen. And also, Sheik was supposed to bring the NWA t- world title to RWF, and that didn't happen. So, uh, quick little side note right. about that. There was some big things that were supposed to happen in that company. Um, yeah. So then, we take a look. We took a look at Full Gear. We have not taken right. a look at Survivor Series because there's no matches booked for Survivor Series. Right. I don't know right. that well, other than the, the women's well, war games. They're going to have yeah. They're going to have well. They are going to have. SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT. Well, that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know that there have been any other matches signed for War Games other than the War Games match itself. Uh, What I want to take a look at right now. Obviously, Sean, of course, uh, everything was uh, geared up for for today. Oh, so so I got the package. Well, the championship package, which is the most expensive, okay, it uh, it includes a uh, um, ringside uh, floor in uh, the first three rows with collectible chair for Survivor Series. Um, first three rows for SmackDown on that on that Friday. Uh, first three rows for uh, um, Takeover Chicago for that Saturday, and then first three rows for the following Monday for Raw. A uh, um, a reception, exclusive reception, um, prior to takeover with uh, WWE superstars and legends. Um, then a pre- buffet breakfast and autograph session with superstars and legends, and then a food tour. Enjoy tasting the best flavors of Chicago's hidden gems with a culinary adventure tour designed by professional chefs. Experience the real Chicago food scene and see art, culture, and history along the way. Uh, Four-night hotel accommodations. So you check in on Friday, check out on uh, on uh, on Tuesday. Now, it, it lists up and it's a maximum of four people. For one person, right. it's $3,190. For uh, two people, it's uh, $2,850 per person. For three people, it's twenty-seven thirty-five per person, and for four people, it's twenty-six eighty per person. And right. that's the championship got uh, um, a platinum, a gold, and a silver package as well. So right. Um, so there's yeah. You know, so, I'm gonna look. So I'm gonna look something up real quick while you're uh, talking about that because all elite wrestling dynamite is coming to Champaign, Illinois. On December fourth, right. Well, they're coming. Well, of course, they're coming back to uh, the Sears Center uh, on the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving as well. Would you check prices so, for that real quick while I check prices on this? Yeah, sure thing. No problem. Um, so um, we'll, okay, uh, platinum seating for AEW Dynamite in Champaign, Illinois, on December fourth. Uh, section two. Row one, which is up by the uh, entranceway. So let me let me see what else I can find here. These might be sold out. I want section six. 
Uh, well, section two isn't that bad. I guess it'll give you an angle of the rain. Of the rain. Section two, row one. Uh, the price is eight hundred dollars. The facility fee is three hundred and fifty dollars. So it's eight hundred and eighty-three dollars and fifty cents uh, per person. Platinum seats are platinum tickets made available by Platinum Seats enables. Uh, okay. I don't know what this includes. It doesn't say. Um, but it's a platinum seat, so well, whatever. Well, okay, so that's probably like a VIP package, which will right. have a meet and greet, right? And a few other um, things like that. So that's eight hundred bucks. Um, that's uh, that's pretty steep. That's why I won't be going if anybody asks. Well, now where <laughs> now where are you now where are you searching that through? Are you are you searching that through? Uh, um, AEW ticks. Uh, let me let me check AEW ticks. Go go was, yeah go to go to AEW ticks because that's obviously I mean that's the that's the full that's the full thing right there. So let's see here. Okay, AEW. Uh, it took me back Chicago. to the same website I looked at. So it's eight hundred and eighty-three bucks for the best ticket in the house. Okay. I wonder, okay, I wonder if that's, uh, let's see here. Okay, now I'm, see, now I'm getting, because for uh, for uh, the 27th, I'm getting it uh, um, through the Sears Center ticketing site. So yeah. we'll see how, we'll see how much a uh, ticket, okay, there we go, AEW. All right, let's, all right, let's go for the big one, platinum. Find, find tickets. Let's see how let's see how much those are running right now. And for those of you in the uh, suburban Chicago area, can if you can get them. All right. So yeah. All right. So uh, the platinum seats. Um, so the platinum seats for that are uh, running between. Uh, Three sixty four and seven fifty four for that. Um, now let's see what the uh, what the regular seats are and and the and the and the and the uh, um, thing and the thing is with the Sears Center the even the upper level seats are still. Excellent, excellent sight lines. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slightly smaller arena. So, oh, you're, you're, well, when you're up in the uh, air, it's not as, it's not as uh, high up as you are at uh, Rosemont, where it's like, or the United Center, where it's like almost literally nosebleeds. Okay, so, uh, so for the uh, regular seats, those are running between. Twenty-nine to one hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Right. So that's so that's that's actually that's actually not bad. Um, so that would so that would probably sit you more than likely yes in the in the upper levels. But uh, again, still, you know, especially if you're uh, on uh, one on one of the on one of the sides. You'd be you'd be in, in great view of the of the ring itself. Um, if you wind up on the end, 
Uh, you would get uh, you'd get a few coming, looking at the full at the full entryway, and towards the ring. So I guess so. It depends on it depends on what you're on what you're into. If you want to see the whole thing, entrance and everything, then yeah, you wanna you wanna be up on uh, in two oh nine two ten. If you're more like okay, I want to see the I want to see the wrestling. I can deal without the entrances. It's 202, 203, 204, and uh, 215, 216, and 217. Okay, for two platinum oh. seats for uh, AEW Dynamite in Champagne, uh, it is $1,767. Mm. Plus parking. Okay. Okay. So that's uh money. I don't know if they charge I don't know if they're charging for parking at Sears. Um never I've I've been in the Sears Center but I was participating in an event at the Sears Center. So I've never been to a spectator as a spectator to the Sears Center. So I don't know if they I don't know if they charge for parking for events over there or not. Um, that's, uh, that's, you know, and this is, this is, uh, something we haven't talked about AEW's prices compared to WWE's prices. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, what I want to talk about right now is the NWA power from this past week, uh, yeah. where we had a yeah, lot of good stuff. Yeah, but, uh, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'll, I'll watch it and. So I already know what happens. That's great. Fine. No big deal. Um, James Storm came out and asked why Nick Aldis was ducking him. He called out Cole Cabana about how Cabana wanted to insert him in the title picture. Cabana said that he wanted Storm's NWA national title. Eli Drake came out and said that the national title was the key to getting a shot at the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Aldis entered and said all things that Storm was saying must have been a result of him having too much to drink. He said Eli drink doesn't drink, smoke, or do drugs. His only vice is wanting to be exactly like Aldis. Aldis said, why don't you just get into the squared circle and settle this like a man? Aldis suggested that they have a six-man tag. If Aldis' team wins, the man gets a title shot at James Storm. If James Storm's team wins, he gets a title shot at NWA champion Nick Aldis with one condition. If Storm wants a shot, he needs if Storm wants a shot, he needs to vacate the NWA national title because to challenge for the NWA World Championship, he needs to put it all on the line. Hmm. Dave Marquez. Interrupting. Dave Marquez interviewed tr- former guest of Wrestling Authority Radio, Trevor Murdoch, who cut a promo saying he wanted an NWA contract. He said that he didn't think that Josephus, or however you say it, should be suspended Joseph. for 45 days for throwing powder into Colt Cabana's eyes, that he should fight Murdoch. Murdoch said he would beat anyone he had to for a contract. So we get Trevor Murdoch versus Josephus. And Murdoch... Uh, Josephus. Josephus, sorry. Uh, Murdoch uh, kicked the powder into Josephus's own face and picked up the win. Huh. All right. Interesting. Aaron Stevens so. came out 
I mean, of and, course, not a full-time guarantee, but still. Right. Aaron Stevens came out, and Galley reminded the crowd that Stevens didn't want anyone to make eye contact. Stevens uh-huh. was getting started, but Ricky Starks came out to interrupt him. Stevens said Starks looks ridiculous, but Starks left him and sent him flying across the studio before saying, you talk too much. Uh, a recap of <laughs> the wild cards versus oh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide aired. It was then announced that the Rock and Roll Express are coming to NWA Power soon. Uh, the Dawsons were out ringside, and Kingston and Homicide attacked them and started brawling. Um, and this led to the Dawsons versus Eddie Kingston and Homicide in an ODQ match. Um, I believe, let's see, what can I find here? Uh, Kingston dragged over, uh, let me see this. Royce Isaacs came in and hit a Death Valley driver on Kingston and dragged Dave Dawson onto Kingston for the pinfall. Yep. Another former guest of this show. Yes. Uh, Ashley Vox defeated Marty Bell. Bell talked about how Allison Kay yeah. is her best friend, but she wants a shot at Kay's women's title. Vox out wrestled Bell in the early portion of the match, but Bell was able to overpower her and drive a knee into her face in the corner for a two count. Bell hit two vertical suplexes and a Russian leg sweep for the two, then rolling elbow for the two. Bell went for a corner charge, but Vox dodged and hit a headbutt. Vox went for a head scissors, but Bell dodged it and went for the pedigree on Vox. Vox fought out and went for a chicken wing, but Bell blocked it and went for the pedigree again. Vox dropped down and rolled over into the jackknife pinfall for the three count. Um, So this had the chicken wing, which is not a freaking hold that's you know, seen every day anymore. So this is good shit. Uh, Thunder Rosa came out and offered to shake Bell's hand, but Bell left the ring. Another former guest of the show, Thunder Rosa. Yep. Um, in a good match, Ricky Starks defeated Aaron the Idol Stevens. Then you had Team Aldis, Nick Aldis, Mr. Anderson, and Colt Cabana defeated Team Storm, James Storm, and the Wild Card. So that was NWA power, and that was some good stuff. And the NWA has got a pay-per-view coming up. Let me look and see when that is, because I know it's coming up. The NWA pay-per-view is December 14th. Uh, It's NWA Into the Fire. And uh, this will be... Uh, interesting to see. I think it's only going to be available on iPay-Per-View, but that's okay. <clears throat> the next thing I want right. to talk and about before we talk about Crown Jewel is the event happening this Saturday night at the Cicero Stadium in Cicero, Illinois. It's Major League Wrestling Saturday Night Super Fight. Yep. You're going to yep. You're going to have Alexander Hammerstone defending his MLW National Openweight Championship against Davey Boy Smith Jr. Tom Waller versus Timothy Thatcher. 
Teddy Hart versus Austin Aries for the MLW World Middleweight Championship. Oh, wow. Jacob, Jacob Fatu versus L.A. Park for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. 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 Jacob's, been, Jacob's made a good showing for himself. So, you know, nice to, nice to see him uh, doing some high-profile work now. Right. Uh, the Dynasty, Maxwell J. Friedman and Rich Holiday, the MLW World Tag Team Champions versus the Von Erichs, Marshall Von Erich and Ross Von Erich. Um, yeah, now that one, that one, this, that might be, this might be uh, Friedman's swan song. So this is going to be a Texas Tornado match as well. Um, this is going to be interesting. Okay, to see. yeah, yeah, there, yeah, then that's then they're definitely priming the Von Erichs to uh, take the titles. Injustice, Jordan Oliver, Proto Brazil, and Myron Reed versus Grigo Loco. Puma King and Spatimo Dragon in a six man tag. Septimo um, Dragon, yeah. Thank um, you. And then Jimmy Havoc versus Bastia666 versus Mance Warner, Warner oh, and Stairway to Hellman. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so there's your. There's your there's your hardcore match, so so Havoc will probably bring the stapler. Um, who knows who knows what uh, Bastia says will bring, and uh, you know Mance Warner they'll probably they'll probably arm him uh, with a bat or something. So, um, and then the last match on the card is Loki versus Brian Tillman Jr., which is going to be absolutely fucking phenomenal to watch. Oh my God! Yes. Well, I mean, seriously, Loki. I mean, Loki is just top the is just top the line. And of course, uh, Pillman has been, you know, one of those one of those you know, top top talents. I mean, you know, for uh, for a second generation, especially a case where um, he. Yo, know, he didn't he didn't get the advantage of uh having his dad um right there to work with him and that he's uh he's done very well for himself. Right. All right, well that'll take us uh out of hour one. We're gonna take our song break at this time and we'll be back with more of Rampage Rant, Thursday night turmoil on Blog Talk Radio on the Evolution Radio Network coming right up.
ever wanted to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager, well, then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlings. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps that our weekly show is behind Myrtle's Trailer Park. And that's what you get paid, food stamps. That way you can come and wrestle, and then you can go over to Floyd's and buy yourself that T-bone steak for $1.50. So come on down to one of our weekly training sessions, Monday nights, Wednesdays right after church, and Friday nights. Come to the training camp right behind Goober Piles Gas Station, maybe area RFD. We'll be looking forward to seeing you. Y'all come down now, yeah. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because no, we can't afford a real actual safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance, you must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. It's running amok. It's the shit apocalypse. This Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory, Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Yes, it's craptastic wrestling. It's the shit apocalypse. You've got tax refund wrestling, 
and you've got Welfare Wrestling. They're all running amok. That's why the wrestling business is in the state that it's in. And, uh, at this time... And, and, of course, and, of course, Jim Cornette's world-famous Mud Show Wrestling. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> let me uh, pull this clip up. Because I have a rampage rant tonight, you know I don't. I don't I've tried to steer away from doing many of these, but uh, this is one that has to be uh, said. So everybody, strap yourselves in because here we go. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Rampage Rants for Halloween, October 31st, 2019. I am Statistic Sean David, bringing you the following Rampage Rant. It has been brought to my attention that Jimmy Smooth and Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme, a.k.a. the AWA, which, what the fuck is this happy horse shit? Uh, I believe it's with Dale Gagner again. They're still running this NWA bullshit. The NWA has been dead for years, and the rights have been owned for WWE for years. Gagner has already been sued over this matter multiple times. Uh, they have stripped Brian Blade of their heavyweight championship. I have the insider details. This event had been planned for a while now. However, Brian Blade, their heavyweight champion, was not contacted until last Tuesday towards last Saturday night's event. He informed them that because of the short notice of communication that he would not be able to attend the event. I heard from one of my sources that they stripped Brian Blade of the PWX Heavyweight Championship and told people he no-showed the event. Brian Blade and I have worked together a lot in the past, and he never no-shows an event. The claims by Jimmy Smooth and PWX are false to cover up their own ass. If you know you have an event coming up, you're, you contact your champion first, usually your top guy, first, before anyone else. The lack of this is the fault of Jimmy Smooth and PWX. This shows the incompetence of PWX and Jimmy Smooth as a promoter and a promotion. They also drew under 30 people and had 12 matches. This is outlaw mud show wrestling at its finest because the rapist, I mean the beast, returned to PWX. I believe Beast has a vested interest in PWX because he had one in HCWA in 2008 and 2009. Jimmy Smooth couldn't promote a successful middle school dance with all the right tools if his life depended on it because he just doesn't get it. Beast ran HCWA into the ground by his bad tactics and predatory behavior. This combo is great. This is the kind of stuff that is hurting the business, not helping it. 
If you're drawing less than 150 people on the show, you're paying for just give up. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing your joke of a promotion. You're embarrassing the business as a whole. Your lack of knowledge on how to properly run a promotion shows to everyone that sees your product. Uh, and I believe that Jimmy Smooth and Beast are working together. They may have purchased CWX together because Beast was there for the first couple events and then not there. I don't know if he couldn't be there with his work schedule or what. Um, but here's how that went down. Tim Lyle came to me when I opened for Wrestle Wars in Strader, Illinois, and asked me to buy Powerhouse Wrestling uh, for $6,000. I told him the only value that Powerhouse really had left at that point was the ring, and the ring was not worth $6,000. And I showed him, uh, shot him a number, and he decided to decline. Now, Jimmy Smooth um, has been known to overpay on some talent and not pay others. Um, but I do know, I, I, it's my belief that he overpaid Tim Lyle for the rights to powerhouse wrestling. Of course. With Beast. So you have that. They ran at the Silver Slipper running all ages, and we, we criticized them for that. They're running with the AWA. I'm going to criticize them for that. Um, this, this whole thing is absolutely asinine. To have 12 matches on one fucking show in one night is stupid if you're not having a tournament. Absolutely stupid. You don't need that much talent in on one night. You don't need that many matches in one night. If I would have gone to that show, I would have been tired by probably the end of the first, first or second hour. And if it would have gone any longer than that, Lord help us all. Um, I did not attend. I had my reasons for not attending. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm going to let Steve take the platform on this one. Cause I'm, I'm going to say some stuff after he's done. Well, you know, this is, this is the thing right here, Sean. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard enough in a small town area like that to draw when right. you are, when you're, when you're not promoting properly and I know darn good and well that he's not doing that. I can, I can probably almost guarantee cause I still have friends that uh, live out in the street or area. He wasn't running that, the street uh, this past weekend. It was in sandwich. Sandwich. Oh my God. Yeah. That's my old stopping grounds. I, <laughs> I, I can guarantee, I can guarantee, I can guarantee you. I definitely have still have friends and sandwich. I could have, I could have made a couple of phone calls and said, "Hey, are there any posters up?" And I'll bet you a dollar to a donut there weren't any, because the last successful wrestling event that was held in Sandwich was held by us at Windy City Wrestling. Right. And that was, and that was the night that we brought. Um, Ryan Nobbs from the Nasty Boys in, and two nights later, he's on Monday Night Raw, and this or Nitro. was and this was after our Nitro. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're right, Nitro. I should know that because uh, when because when he did an interview with my partner and I prior to the, prior to the show, um, he made some uh, very threatening comments towards Eric Bischoff. And 
all of a sudden, I'm watching. I see him. My phone rings. It's it's my partner from the from my talk show at the time. He goes, "Are you seeing what I'm seeing?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm seeing it." And he said, "We got to we got to rush that interview out. That's got to be on this week's show." I said, "Yeah, you're absolutely right." Absolutely. So, um, so we so we made sure we made sure we brought we pulled that uh, interview up for uh, for that week's episode of our uh, show on uh, Access Cable that we had at the time. Right. Um, so we're going to break this down step by step. Number one, why are they using the AWA name again? Like I said, I believe it's probably with Dale Gagner. Um, this guy just doesn't fucking go away, and he keeps trying to revive the AWA and. You know, I think this was well, part of our falling out with. Uh, he's, using the, he's using the name. That's the that's the big thing. He does not have a legal right to that name. And, that's correct. Um, Sean and I and Sean and I have both um, contacted uh, at various times. We have contacted uh, the office of uh, Jerry McDevitt, who is the uh, corporate attorney for WWE. And has uh, dealt with Gagner on a number of occasions, and that. Yes. Um, um, so if wish, Gagner wants to I continue wish this. The poster to me because uh, I would I would have made I would have made another I would have made another call and uh, I would I would have given uh, McDevitt's office all the info and I bet you there would have been a, a cease and desist order uh, at that uh, you know at that building. Within within a couple of days prior to the show, uh, so th- there's that. Um, it's Jimmy Smooth and PWX. Jimmy Smooth does not know how to run a promotion, as I said. It's it's absolutely ridiculous the way he promotes his shit and and does it. I called him a month ago and he told me he didn't have the card booked because um, I tried to get booked for this. Um, and I'm not I'm not coming out with this because I tried to get booked and they didn't get they didn't book me. Brian Blade is my friend. He has never done me wrong. We've had our differences, but he's always come through for me. And I'm going to tell everybody right now that uh, if if I would have told Brian Blade to not leave his ring in Nebraska for the June first event, June first would have happened. No no way it wouldn't have. Yep. He's come through us for, for us before. He'd, he'd do it again gladly. Um, it's all about yeah. having the right connects. Um, why was he contacted last Tuesday when other people were already booked for this event? When he's their champion. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. That's working backwards. Um, right. And then to tell people that Blade no-showed, dude, that's, that's, that's fucking low. He doesn't know show. That's, if he that's could have been, Ian, that's an Ian move. That's an Ian move right there. Um, I I just I, and then to, to have twelve matches on the card, like the hell is that? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Seven matches tops. We do eight, but the reason I do eight is so if I'm working with somebody, it's an even split. It's the only reason we do it. Um, and I like it that way because you can do four, you can do a good intermission and then do another four. And yeah. it's, it's a good, it's a good way to do that. 
Um, Beast being back, I think, is horrendous. Uh, I had a friend tell me that Beast was so bad in the ring that, you know, he'd have to he'd he'd do a move and then go over to the corner and catch his breath. Well, I mean, Wait. you know, I mean, yeah, this is a, this is a guy that should not be in anywhere near a wrestling ring. Oh, I mean, at his age, he has already had a heart attack because right. of his. Because of you know, he would he would be, and having worked in a medical facility for 15 years, and looked at uh, patient charts quite a bit over those years, um, I know I know what is needed for you know what would what would fit the diagnosis of uh, morbid obesity, and he fits that diagnosis to a T. And he does right. not make an effort to lose the weight for his own for his own health. I mean, I'm 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 sorry, but I'm scared to death that this dude is going to be dead within ten years if he doesn't change if he doesn't change his lifestyle. Right. Um, and then you know the fact of the matter that this this kind of these kind of promotions are not helping the business; they're hurting it. Um, if you're drawing less than 150 people and you're paying to put on the event, give up because all you're doing is losing money. Yeah. If you're doing things right, if you're if everybody's working for you and they're your friend, then I guess you can get away with having your Tom, Dick, and Harry show. Um, yeah. That's how I feel about this because, and then you know, Beast and him running the promotion together. This combination. It's not going to work. Neither one of them have any idea how to do things. So you get two double negatives, and you're going to have a negative promotion. That's the way it is. They'll keep running sandwich, and they'll go back to the silver slipper when the weather breaks. Uh, meanwhile, yep. at Dreamwave Wrestling, Ali. There. Meanwhile, at Dreamwave Wrestling, Ali showed up um, and surprised everybody and gave a nice speech and. Uh, also, on last Saturday, um, we had the icons of the Illinois Valley induction ceremony with C-Red and Finn and Mel Storm and the late wife of Jonas the Giant and the sister-in-law of Freight Train Jonas, um, and that went over really well. Um, we are going to continue doing the icons of the Illinois Valley into 2020, um, and uh, we're going to have some fun with that. We told a lot of old stories. You can find the video for the icons of the Illinois Valley induction on my Facebook page, Sean David Hubbard. And, um, you know, you can watch that and enjoy that. Some of the classic stories that were told. Um, the other thing that I did, which will be airing on this man's program very soon, is I did a no holds barred sit down interview with crime fighter where he asked all the hard questions and I gave the answers. So be on the lookout for that. That should create some heat. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that did it for our weekend news. I don't know if Steve's got anything over the, from over the weekend that happened that he wants to share. Um, well, you know what? I think I, this, I think this would be the perfect time to go into this. Uh, there, because uh, over the past week, there has been a uh, controversy um, concerning 
the uh, gentleman who uh, was known as ACH in uh, Ring of Honor. He is now known as Jordan Miles in NXT. And um, and this started out because of a uh, of a uh, T-shirt that apparently Miles didn't know exactly. Um, what the what the shirt was going to look like. Um, he had been he had been given he had supposedly been given a basic view of it, and said okay. But when the shirt came out, it was all black with giant red lips and a smile, and the Miles name in white letters and it looked like basically a like it was like it was uh, done off of the uh, very racist uh, Sambo doll which um, a lot of people in my generation know because yeah we grew we grew up with these things and um and so Miles called it a, a slap in the face to every African American performer, fan, and supporter. And um, he went and he went on to Twitter, and he and he said, um, "I will keep posting this till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for anything I say or do. Representation is important. If this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's vision of me, then this is." Slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan, and supporter. Um, And he, and I mean, and he went, he really went into it. um, Talked about how WWE is a sham. um, When you, when you uh, look at it, um, he went ahead and he said, oh, that, um, you know, like Cedric Alexander can't hardly get a break, yet WWE goes and hires Hulk Hogan after a locker room speech. That's all you need to know. And it, and it, even, and it even got bigger because within, within, the, within the series of tweets that he ran during that week, he went and he called Jay Lethal, who, of course, he worked with back in the day at Ring of Honor, and I and I am only using this expression because that's what he used, because it is a very derogatory term for anybody to call a black person this. It's even more derogatory when one black person calls another black person this. He called him Uncle he called him an Uncle Tom. And that set off an even bigger firestorm. Um Oh wow. Not only Yeah, yeah. I mean we're talk we're talking um Booker T came out on it, um Titus O'Neil came out on it, um Surprisingly, the one person that, as far as we, as far as I've seen, that did not come out on it, Jay Lethal himself. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, this so, sounds very controversial. Um, there were some people that believed it was a tribute to Rolling Stones. No, no, that is that is definitely not even close to that. Um, I mean, if I mean, if you look up if you. Chuck, you're all static, Steve. Uh, if you look up Little Black Panther, you're still all static. We'll let him uh, take care of that and come back because uh, that does not sound good in my ear, and I'm sure it doesn't sound good to you listeners. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, it was a very controversial thing, and uh, we don't know how Vince or WWE is going to press forward handling it. I don't believe they've given Jordan Miles his release as of yet, but if they have, oh, no, um, then we will have to uh, see what happens and see where he goes from there. Uh, some people thought it was very ignorant of WWE, but that he handled the situation wrong. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to handle that kind of situation. I think it only matters is how you deal with it yourself as an individual. Um, cause every, there, a lot of different people would handle that in a lot of different ways. So, um, there is that. Um, so with that said, um, You know, there's just a lot uh, of great stuff going on in the wrestling business. All right, sorry about that, John. But anyway, getting back to getting back to what I was saying here, if you if you go to Google and you look up a uh, little black sambo, okay, and you see what that character looks like, um, then you then at that point you'll understand exactly. Um, what the issue that uh, Miles has with that with that shirt? Oh, I'm now, not saying he shouldn't have an issue with the shirt. I saw it, but um, you know, I, I like I said, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to handle that, other than how you deal with that as a person. Because was it a mistake on WWE's right. part? Probably not. But at the same time, well, yeah, you're was. trying to get up the yeah, roster. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. Uh, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. Right. Well, but I mean, you know, again, this is this has been the problem in our industry for forever. Okay. I mean, um, you know, and and I and I will and I will definitely I will definitely be the first person to say it. Um, the professional wrestling industry has been a racist industry for eons. Um, right on uh, on uh, on the uh, um, on one of the wrestling uh, history pages that I uh, that I frequent, um, they listed they showed uh, um, Scott Teal, he who was the uh, historian for and uh, one of the executive vice presidents for Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, he posted uh, he posts old uh, um, wrestling ads. And that, 
And uh, one and one of the ads that uh, he had posted one time, and this was, uh, I think it was uh, from a uh, 1950s event, um, listed the quote unquote Negro champion. Wow. Which, I mean, you know, at that, at that, yeah, which, I mean, because there was that, there was that segregation back in the day. And we've had, and we've had it forever. I mean, you look at, you look at how long it was before we had a black world champion. When Ron Simmons finally beat Vader for the WCW title. Right. Okay. And how, you know, I mean, how many black, how many black world champions have we actually had since then? We can count, we can count, we can count that on one hand because Simmons had the WCW title. Rock had the WWE title and then Kofi. (laughs) Well, and you go back and look at some of the names. Uh, Jim Cornette was talking about the, on this with his uh, uh, drive-through where you can submit questions and ask Jim on why uh, Big Cat Ernie Ladd was never, you know, considered for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And race played part of it, but it was also because uh, Ernie was had bad knees from football and they didn't think that he could work the schedule that the NWA World Champion would have to carry out. If you go back and look right. at some of the names like that, like Thunderbolt Patterson and, and you know, um, yeah, yeah, Ernie Ernie I mean, Ladd and yeah, Junkyard even, Dog, Junkyard Dog. I was just gonna say that you know he never got a, a, a main title run anywhere, and right probably should have because he was very popular at one point. Um, right, right. You know this is what, this is I something mean, that they. The, yeah, Go one ahead. of the biggest civil rights pioneers in uh, in in the mid south in Memphis area at that time, right, was a white wrestler named Sputnik Monroe, and back at that back at that time period, um, in the in the mid south Coliseum, the blacks were not allowed to sit in the same area that the whites sat, right, and. Monroe vehemently protested that, and in fact, to the point where he actually threatened not to work unless the building was entirely integrated and blacks could sit wherever. Right. And so, and and because Monroe was such a uh, you know a popular figure with not only the fans but with the pro- but with the promoters in the Memphis area at that time um they had to they had to uh go ahead and give him what he what he asked for absolutely when you have a superstar the the stature of a Sputnik Monroe in the Memphis area um you you have to accommodate his needs and his wishes um yeah. this was not this was not something that was just something he wanted he was doing it in the sake of being right, and uh, that yeah. shows you where America was back then. Yeah, um, and sadly, where it's gone to, where it's gone to now. Exactly. Um, 
the other thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, we're talking about Memphis legends and Memphis wrestling. We're going to have a Memphis legend with us uh, before the end of the year. And this is going to be a super loaded episode. This guy's excited to come on. Um, I'm excited to say that at, uh, oh, come on. Don't do that to me now. I'm excited to say that at uh, 76 years old, this man is still wrestling at least twice a week. He is the one, the only superstar, Bill Dundee. Yeah, I I can't I can't wait to get him on because uh, you know I mean the stories the stories of him and Jerry Lawler alone would take would take up an hour easy. Uh, and there's also family history that we have to talk about with him. He is the father of Jamie Dundee, who I believe both of us have worked with. Yes, yes, we have. Um, My and the father probably wasn't as good as yours. Um, I don't know about that because, uh, he, he's, uh, he was in the car with Adam Evans and they roll down the window and a cloud of smoke just comes rolling out. And I'm like, Holy hell. Um, and at the time I was, I was not a, uh, cannabis enthusiast. So, um, there was that, but, uh, I managed Jamie Dundee that night for a little while and, uh, mm-hmm. Had fun. It was against one of the Bozes. If it wasn't Steve Boz, it was one of the other ones. But I think it was Steve. Probably Ryan. Probably Ryan Boz. No, it was Steve Boz. Come to think. Oh, of it. was Steve? Okay. Uh, and it was Big Daddy's first show in the Quad Cities, and managed uh, Dundee to the ring, and then went to the back because he didn't want me out there, you know, interfering in the match or anything. Because I can do this on my own, kid. Uh, but he was cool. And we've had him on the program, and he was cool on the program. And we've had his uh, partner, Wolfie D, on, and he was cool. And, uh, you know, yeah, Bill Dundee is, uh, you know, he started wrestling in Australia in 1962 and arrived in the United States in 1947 uh, with his partner, George Barnes. So we'll be talking about that. 1974, not 1947. Yeah, 1974. I read that backwards. For some reason, um, you know, there's a lot we can talk about. Florida, Central States Wrestling, Jim Crockett Promotions, um, you know, NWA Central States. There's <clears throat> there's a lot we can talk about. Um, oh, yeah. He was a booker for Memphis, Louisiana, and Georgia. We'll talk about that. And uh, Dundee is still active in Memphis Wrestling. Where he's been a heel and a babyface, he frequently appears on Jackson, Tennessee talk radio show WNWS 101.5 with Dan Reeves and a talk show on public access television cables, television channels in West Tennessee. He still promotes indie cards across Tennessee and in South Haven, Mississippi. He's currently running a podcast on Anchor named If You Don't Want the Answer, Don't Ask the Question. I like that. We're gonna to have to talk to him about that. Um, oh, okay. Same same place I same place I run my solo podcast out of. Um, and on July twentieth of this year, he defeated Tony Deppin to win the Wombat Television Championship for Game Changer Wrestling in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Oh, oh, Game Changer, Joey Janela's company. Well, now yeah. former company. 
So we'll have a lot to talk with about him. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about with him, I should say. And it's going to be fun because he's going to have a lot of stories to tell. And I promise you what, uh, this is going to be some very good stuff. Um, Bolin said he might drop in. I let Bolin know that he was coming. And I'm sure him and Bolin can have some stories. Oh, God. Those no, those two together, oh Lord, that'll be well at that at that point at that point we might as well just mute ourselves and because we'll cause we we won't get a word in edgewise between the two of them. <laughs> um so with that, uh, I'm gonna let Steve start off talking about Crown Jewel and I'll chime in where I can. Okay. Well yeah, definitely um Crown Jewel definitely um Turned out, I think, at least overall in general, to uh, be a much better event than um, I had expected it to be. Um, they started out uh, with the uh, uh, pre-show was the uh, 20-man battle royal, which um, came which came down to uh, uh, Eric Rowe and Luke Harper and uh, Umberto Carrillo. Uh, but they had a uh, fun, uh, well, fun, I guess in quotes, interesting little uh, side subplot um, because R-Truth and Sunil Singh were in the Battle Royal um, about uh, mid-match. Truth got dumped out, and then uh, a little while later, um, Sunil got dumped out. Samir was uh, on the outside with them, and then as they uh, go around to get ready to uh, go up the ramp to leave, Truth, who's been laying at uh, um, the uh, foot of the ring for all this time, gets up, pulls uh, pulls Samir out of the way, rolls up Sunil, and wins the uh, uh, 74-224-7711 European Television Championship for, as uh, Michael Cole said, the billionth time. <laughs> Um, and then now this one, this one I was a little concerned about because, um, the last, the last event that Brock Lesnar opened up was of course, WrestleMania. And everybody remembers what happened when Brock Lesnar opened WrestleMania this year. He lost the universal title to Seth Rollins. So I am watching this and now don't get me wrong. I definitely, I definitely love Kane Velasquez. I'm a big fan. I respect his abilities immensely. He showed well when uh, he had his first match at uh, triple mania earlier this year and that, but I'm thinking, are they going to seriously give him the, uh, belt right off the bat no they did not no they did not um but uh it was it was interesting match um and uh sean i guess you'll have to catch up and watch this because the thing that i i that i caught on as as a as a ref was the referee did not get involved when they were in in the corners they basically treated this like a UFC type match, and 
The ref just basically let them go until they got themselves out of the corner. Um, and then uh, right when it looked like uh, um, Velasquez is going to win, um, Rollins turns it uh, and uh, gets a uh, Kimura lock on, and Velasquez uh, has to tap out. Then Lesnar does not let it go, which leads to Rey Mysterio coming in with a chair, and the first hit just ticks Lesnar off. He picks up Mysterio, throws him out. Um, he and uh, Velasquez go back at it, and then Ray comes back in with a chair and just starts totally trashing Lesnar. Lesnar gets a chair of his own. They kind of sword fight a little bit, but uh, um, Ray knocks the chair out of his hands and starts uh, bashing him some more till he uh, goes ahead and powders out. And um, Paul's telling him, don't go back. Don't go back. And so that was the end of that. Um, and then uh, the uh, tag, then the tag team turmoil match. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a very interesting um, concept. Uh, when, when it all, when it all came down at the end, and this is the one that uh, I'm like, okay, here's a little hint about uh What's going to be happening in short order? Um, the OC beat in the in the final in the final showdown. The OC beat the current Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Experience, to win the best tag team in the world. Um. And uh, so then, so then you uh, then you go, and that was a that was a pretty long match um, when you when you consider all the all the teams that uh, were in it. Uh, um, Revival was in it, uh, B Team, um, Heavy Machinery, New Day, um, Rude and Ziggler. So there was like seven seven teams total in this thing. Wow! So that one. That one took that one took that one took a while, um, and then um, in the uh, in the match that of course was the big favorite for all the Saudis, their uh, their local their local hero uh, Mansoor, who last year had uh, won the battle royal, uh, beat Cesaro. And I'll tell you what, I mean, well, first off, I don't know what was up with Cesaro's outfit. I mean, he was wearing like a uh, pair of uh, flood pants and tennis shoes. Uh, So I don't know what that was all about. Um, But uh, um, Mansoor, this guy, you know, um, as... It, they they say when they talk in the modeling industry, they talk about somebody giving good faith. That means that their uh, expressions are are uh, on target to the point. Uh, definitely, um, really really top notch. Mansoor gives good faith. His expressions 
I mean, it's like he knew when the camera was doing a close-up on him because his reactions were spot on. So this guy, this guy is definitely learning all of the performance art of the, of the craft and that. Right. So, um, definitely, definitely, uh, really, really good, um, good showing. And, uh, Cesaro is always good at, uh, getting, getting somebody over. Then, Absolutely. then the other match, <laughs> Tyson Fury defeats Braun Strowman. Why Vince McMahon does not like Strowman, especially in Saudi Arabia, I'll never know. Because he has consistently screwed Strowman over in every one of these events. <laughs> and this was and this was uh, another another case today. Now afterwards, um, Strowman gets uh, gets you know a bit of revenge, hits the power slam, and then walks out. But here's the thing: Tyson Fury, who is a very controversial figure um, in the boxing world because he holds some very strong right wing views. Um, Supposedly, supposedly Christian, and that um, as Strowman is leaving, yells at him, "Come back here!" And then he uses the P word. Oh wow! So, so, which I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're not a TV fourteen show in the first place, and then secondly, a guy that supposedly you know. This this uh, into into his belief system using that word. Can you say hypocrite? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean the match itself was was fairly decent. I'll I'll get I'll give him that. Um, and then um, and then uh, they had the backstage segment where uh, Sunil winds up. Once again, beating our truth. Well, this time it's Sunil, not Samir. Um, beating our truth for the twenty-four-seven championship. Um, and then a uh, really good, really good match um, between uh, AJ Styles and uh, Umberto Carrillo, which um, Styles uh, retains the uh, U.S. title. Right. Um, and then came the then came the probably the match of the night because it was indeed history making in which uh, um, Nettie Neidhart and Lacey Evans wrestled. And of course, this is a big deal because um, oh to allow women to uh, actually perform in a wrestling ring in Saudi Arabia is something that uh, they, that WWE has been fighting for years for and that. Um, Now, 
because, of course, Saudi Arabia being a uh, um, a Muslim nation, and that um, they don't they don't allow their women to go out um, with with any with any body skin showing, and that um, so. What so what they so what they did was that um, both women had had gear on that went from their neck all the way all the way down to where their boots were at covered both arms so all yeah so all it was showing was their head and their hands and to um, go ahead and add just a little bit extra to it um, both ladies were wore t-shirts um natty wore one with the um heart foundation logo and nevins wore one with uh with her um design on it and that and then and then and the other thing and and uh this will and this will throw you sean when you actually sit there and watch this match okay Normally, as we've as we've known it, because of course, well, we we watch it and we and we see what happens, and that um, then um, Lacey, of course, is normally the heel, Natty, the the baby face. So before this match started, Natty extended her hand. Lacey shook hands with her, and they basically had. A solid, straight-out wrestling match. There wasn't nice. the, there wasn't the, you know, Lacey wasn't doing her, you know, normal Lacey Evans heel type thing, and that. Um, Natty winds up uh, getting getting the win, and then afterwards, the two of them. Now, they had their own version of the uh, of the curtain call, and they hugged each other in the ring, and they got to they and they got the camera on Lacey's face, and Lacey is just bawling like a baby. Um, and then and then you know they get then uh, they they separate, and you can see Natty's wiping away the tears from her eyes. They raise their hands together. Then they go out. And as they're walking out, they come up to a woman on the front row and they both just, they, they hug her, they kiss her, they talk to her. Um, I mean, this was some, I, this was some seriously legit intense stuff that, happen post match. I mean when I mean when you you know, if for those of you who didn't watch this, um when you when you watch this and see this, it you're you're going you're gonna be absolutely amazed by it. And then, right. and then and then Natty goes to a couple other um women and does the and does the same thing, uh takes a selfie with one uh young girl and that and um, so, and so that was, uh, you know, so that was a big, that was a big deal right there. Um, then we get, um, then we get, uh, the, uh, 10 man tag 
and this is where I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go off a little, a little rant myself here. Okay. Um, when, uh, when team Flair was introduced, Bobby Lashley came out with Lana. Now, Lana was wearing some sort of uh, looked like a faux fur piece that uh, went basically from uh, neck down to feet and that. And she walked out with him. Now she didn't she didn't uh, you know do any kissing or anything like that. She stood there with him, and then she took off and went backstage. Now, why in the Battle Royal, when Andrade had a solo entrance, why wasn't Zelina Vega out there as well? So, Vince, uh, you, you, got li- you got a little bit of an explanation to make on that one. Maybe they couldn't get Selena Vega into the country. I don't see why not. Well, of course, then again, I don't know if necessarily if Selena Vega would want to be in in Saudi Arabia. Um, for those who for those who are not aware, um, Selena Vega, Selena Vega, the Trinidad's father, was um, killed at uh, the World Trade Center during the 9/11 attacks. So, she might so she might not personally feel comfortable going to the country where most of those hijackers were from. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little political here, but it's just but it's just an on, it's just an honest fact. Right. Um, so so anyway, um you get uh you get the uh Flair team, which was uh, Orton, Lashley, Nakamura, McIntyre, and Corbin, against uh, Team Hogan, which was uh, Roman Reigns, Ricochet, who was dressed up in some sort of Versat superhero gear that uh, there that people on social media are panning. Rusev, who is starting to look like Rusev again. He Yay! No longer, he, he no longer looks like. The Latino gardener. <laughs> the mustache is getting the mustache is filled out. He's growing the beard back. He's looking. He's looking like he's looking like Rusev, like we know Rusev. Um, uh, our good friend Ali and poor Chad Gable with the uh, with the bad John Cena outfit. Um, but uh, the match itself was really good, um, and and it I mean it had a, it had a point you know, near the end where, um, you know, just where uh, everybody everybody was getting their fin- throwing their finishers out, and that um, in the end uh, Roman Reigns um, wins by uh, spearing Orton, right. And so they, and so of course the uh, Hogan team gets the curtain call. Then the main event. I'm sorry, this thing was but 
why, 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 why the red light? Yeah, there's been just a lot of complaints make about it that. Glaring, just make it the glaring white light and black out the rest of the arena. That red, all red thing is crap. But how appropriate that a scary type character wins the universal title on Halloween night in a country that doesn't celebrate Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the la- there's some there's some weird there's some weirdness to that. And the last thing we're gonna cover here tonight is impact wrestling results from Cage versus Callahan two. Yes. Yes. Night Naomichi, oh god, I'm not even gonna. Naomichi Marafuji. Oh, just just Marafuji. That's 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 what that's what uh, that's what he's always referred to as. Marafuji defeated defeated Josh Alexander of the North. Yep. Yep. Good match. It was a real good match. Rosemary Jordan Grace and. Alexia Nicole defeated Knockouts champion Taya Valkyrie, Kiara Hogan, and Madison Rain in a non-title match. Yeah, yeah another, another, another great, uh, another great match. Uh, Jordan picks up the win on that one. So, uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeated Desi Head Squad, which yeah. I guess Impact yeah. has some things of their own too. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, you know, yeah, that's uh, you know, again, um, you know, father and son, um, one of the you know, one of the legends of this business. Um, so. We then get Joey Ryan calling out Ken Shamrock for next week. Yes, oh my God, that that bit was hilarious. Uh, Shamrock Shamrock's like. Oh, I know who you are. You're the penis guy, and oh, and Joey trying to get him to grab it and everything, and uh, oh, so that that was uh, definitely different. I oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Shamrock really felt about it, but hey, he's going through with it. What can you say? <laughs> Impact X Division champion Ace Austin defeated Eddie Edwards in the non-title street fight. Yep, yep. Oh. Um, Austin's Austin's growing on me. Um, the kids got the kids got some uh, definite talent. Um, if, you know, I just I just wish he was I just wish he was a little bit bigger. You know, had a little more of a build to him, and that I mean, he looks. I mean. You know, the 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 people who criticize the current crop of wrestlers saying, you know, they look like, uh, you know, that uh, I could beat them up. Well, that's Ace Austin. <laughs> uh, then they talk about next week, it's going to be Falaba versus Michael Elgin, Moose versus Willie Mack, and Joey Ryan versus Ken Shamrock. 
Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be some good stuff. And then it was their main event: Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage in a steel cage for the Impact World Championship. And yep. unfortunately, brutal, brutal match, brutal match. Unfortunately, uh, Sammy Callahan is the new Impact World Champion. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Jim Cornette's going to have some lovely things to say over that. Yeah, I'll have to, we'll have to uh, listen to the experience to uh, find out what, uh, what he's got to say about, about his favorite wrestler. Uh, uh-huh. Tessa Blanchard came down to the ring, got in the cage, and got face-to-face with Callahan. Um, she's coming for Callahan's title. Right, right. Yeah. So. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a, that's an interesting dynamic. I'm, you know, I'm still kind of working on that one. Um, and then, uh, interesting, interesting, uh, tweet that, uh, came, that, uh, came about, um, by um by Blackheart by Blackheart himself, Tommaso Ciampa, um, who said, you know, that uh you know, several years back, um he and he and Sammy um both did both did a tryout for uh for TNA and uh and they were and they were both and they were both rejected. Um and then Sammy and then Sammy went on um let me you know let me let me pull this up because I wanna I wanna I wanna actually get this while you're doing that we'll play this absolutely uh and uh hopefully you don't go to one of these this weekend. This Saturday night at the Birmingham Fairgrounds Mud Show Championship Wrestling presents an all star card of action-packed wrestling matches just for you. In the main event, Sam McCallahan faces Jelly Janela in a bleak 182 death match. Featured match, Joey Ryan versus Priscilla Kelly in a puke on the naughty parts match. First person to puke on their opponent's naughty parts loses. Garden Rake on the pole match. Special wheelbarrow race and much, much more. All that this Saturday night at the Birmingham County Fairgrounds. It's Mud Show Championship Wrestling. You don't want to miss it. Y'all better be there. If you get anywhere near the venue and you hear that tween, run away. Yes. Or else you, or else they're going to make you squeal like a pig. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Steve. And you got that people, and people, and people my and people my age get that reference. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, a day ago, uh, Champa posted this on Twitter. Sammy Callahan and I attended the same TNA tryout years ago. Neither of us were offered a deal. He later signed with WWE. I signed with ROH. He quit WWE. I quit ROH. We both crossed paths countless times around the world. Tonight, Sammy becomes the Impact World Champion. And then uh, at the bottom of it, he has um, 
a heart emoji, a globe emoji, and then a heart emoji. Huh. So it's 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 interesting in our business how uh how history tends to um uh, put it put itself into into these type of uh situations and that. Absolutely. Now, uh, the fiend is going to stay on both shows. Uh, from what they're saying now, that he's the champion. So, this will be interesting stuff to see. Huh. Well, I mean, hey, you got to have somebody because, after all, you know, who knows? Who knows when uh, when Brock's going to show up or not? <laughs> or not? Yeah. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight. Yeah, we've we've definitely we've definitely covered it all and then some. So, uh, now next week, uh, Katie will be back with us. Um, hopefully, she won't be uh, too uh, pumped up on sugar because uh, I saw the picture of the hall and boy, did she make out like a bandit. Yes, and uh, next Thursday night it'll be a special edition of Wrestling Authority Radio. With the stars of Power Entertainment, brought to you by T.L. Myers, as we get they well as they get ready, I should say, for WrestleRage 17 in Addison, Illinois, on November 9th. So uh, we will be back here next week for that, and uh, you know how to get a hold of us. And we thank you for listening. We wish you a happy Halloween, and you don't have to go home, but you can no longer stay here. Good night, everybody. Clean your glasses, turn out the lights.
time other beginnings end. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.